final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz fall tonight in Dallas to the Mavericks, 120-116. to But Coach Lacombe, this was a fun ball game. Jazz played hard. They played well, I would say. Um, Dallas got big nights from Luka and especially Kyrie Irving in the fourth quarter. And the Jazz didn't go away. Played hard, got a big night from Lowry. Uh, Taylor Horton-Tucker was great. Lowry had 33, Taylor had 21, and uh, Jazz were in it right until the end. I like the way the Jazz started the game. They set the tone with pace, and they made shots early. In their first five possessions, they scored 10 points. So uh, they definitely went out there, and then uh, I thought they executed the game plan. They did a, a good job offensively of attacking the rim, which uh, you know Dallas didn't really have an answer for. They got to the line. They really shared the ball, and they made shots. So it was, uh, it was a great offensive uh, effort. And then defensively, they held – Dallas to a really low number. I mean, Dallas has been, um, you know, it's not out of character for them to be anywhere between 120 and 127 points per possession tonight, just 108 against the Jazz. So uh, a little better defense played by the Jazz and, um, you know, a, a loss. But like we said prior, I think some good things came out of tonight. In Lowry's big night where he had 33, he was 12 of 20 shooting, his uh, normal efficient self, 5 of 9 from 3, 4 of 7. At the line, Taylor had 21 tonight. He was 7 of 14, shooting six boards, four assists. Jazz got uh, 12 from Kelly Olenek. He had seven boards as well. Uh, 11 from Chris Dunn coming off the bench. 10 from Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay had a nice game. 10, 6, and 4 for the old vet in 17 minutes. Not bad. I thought he did a good job not only of you know getting those numbers, but he did it in the guts of the game. And he, I thought he was a real vocal leader out on the floor tonight. It was Probably a, a great experience for him. Hasn't had a ton of consistent time through the year. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought he was uh, I thought he was a positive factor tonight. Taking a look at the Mavs, uh, big night from Kyrie Irving, 33 points. A lot of that damage coming in the fourth quarter. Had 15, I believe, in the fourth. He had eight assists, six uh, rebounds, 10 of 18 shooting, three of seven from three, 10 of 10 at the line. Luka tonight with 29 points, 10 boards, six assists. He was 10 of 23 shooting, four of 11 from three. Five of eight uh, from the line. Tim Hardaway Jr. at 24 coming in off the bench. And, you know, it, it. I still don't have a real high opinion, I suppose, of the Mavericks and their prospects come playoff time. But, you know, where a game like tonight where Luka was – Luka, I mean, he was good but not perfect. Maybe it gives them a little wiggle room, having more firepower with Kyrie. Yeah, th- there's no doubt they're, they're going to be a, a really difficult out from an offensive pers- perspective – um, but like I said, they're they're 26th, trending 26th the last two weeks in defense. Uh, you compare that to a team that we chuckle about from time to time defensively in Denver, and in their last two weeks they've been 12th. So, you know, just knowing the firepower that we've seen on these teams, what they can do offensively, there's going to be have to be a defensive element to a team that's going to have success in the playoffs. And I think uh, adding on Dallas a little small. I mean, I think that's the reason uh, Lowry, or part of the reason, Lowry was able to have uh, such a big night tonight. And I I wonder if they can get stops. You know, the Jazz have struggled uh, getting stops uh, as of late, certainly since the trade. And that's something that uh, I'm sure as they put their franchise together for the long run, that they'll have to concentrate on as well. Yeah, and interesting numbers tonight. At the rim, Dallas was 13 for 17 
The Jazz got to the rim 22 times or 15 for 22, missed a couple of shots right at the rim. I know Fentecchio missed a layup. Uh, uh, Ochai missed a couple shots close late. But for the most part, I felt like the Jazz were the team that was on attack. You know, they didn't come to into the game on their heels. They were definitely on attack, and they made Dallas have to chase them. They did, and adjust to their style of play. All I think uh, good signs are, you know, I think the Jazz played well tonight. Again, um, I think the difference between, and, and this is a, a team that might be in the playoff chase. We're having these conversations, right? But if you compare the performance and the vibe of this game on the road against Dallas to the previous three games, the two against Oklahoma City and then uh, the game against San Antonio before that, completely different. I thought they played. A much better ball game uh, tonight against probably a better team. Well, definitely a better team than Oklahoma City and uh, in San Antonio. So you know, it uh, it's it's easier to talk about games like this. You know, they, we've had a lot of these this year. A lot of these fight hard, effort don't go away type games. And I, it's it's much more fun to talk about it in a post game show. Let me put it that way. Yeah, there's the, yeah there's actual things you can pick out and say, hey, they did this well. They didn't win, but they did this well which we thought going into the year there's going to be a lot of that. And fortunately, we talked a lot about the games. These games all year have been good, you know, whether the Jazz have won or not, won or lost. So, yeah, for them to kind of get blown out, we not something we're used to, much more used to this. And they won't find a more difficult guard combination. I mean, Kyrie and Luka, that is a beast. And you saw late in the game when they get a lead, they're pretty good. Well, they're hard to stop one-on-one. That was Locke's big thing, right? Exactly. You know, two best isolation players in the league, which isn't that far of a reach for a hot take from Locke, right? <laughs> you know, right. there aren't that many that are better if they're not the best two. And down the stretch, that's uh, that's going to be tough to stop. I still think defense will bite him in the playoffs. Locke didn't seem as uh, convinced. But certainly in a game like this one, when Kyrie's making those shots, it's tough. As you know, it's matchup city in the playoffs, but... You're right. I mean, if there's a team that, for instance, say somehow Memphis falls to where they would play uh, Dallas, I mean, that would be a hard matchup, a hard-playing team with a bunch of big guys in depth. So um, wait and see, but I I agree with you. I don't see them going far in the playoffs due to that defensive inefficiency. But we'll see. I mean, they have the opportunity to win some games and uh, and move up the standings. We'll hit on the standings a little bit later on in the, in the show, but things are so close. If you can rattle off a win streak and get yourself out of the play-in situation comfortably into the playoffs, and then you never know because the West is, is really wide open. I do think there are other teams I'd pick in the West before I'd pick Dallas, though. And tonight did not uh, change my mind. Mine either. I was going to say me neither, mine neither. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Coach Hardy's taking a little bit uh, longer to come out tonight. So usually we get to him in this uh, first segment of the post game. Uh, looks like tonight we will not be able to, but if you stick around with us, uh, we will get Coach Hardy coming up. But uh, for those of you that are uh, our network stations, we will say good night to you. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Thursday night. The Jazz will be on the road in Orlando taking on the Magic. That game will tip off at 5 o'clock. The Jazz fall tonight to the Mavericks, 120-116. to You've been listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim LaCoe. 
Jazz post game. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz come up short tonight against the Mavericks, one twenty to one sixteen. Post game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Uh, share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. Mark Miller Subaru. Dot com. We'll get to uh, Coach Hardy coming up here momentarily and uh, get his post-game thoughts on uh, this narrow jazz loss, Coach. As uh, we kind of look over the final um, you know, stretch of this one, uh, was it just all Kyrie all the time, or was there something the jazz could have done maybe to get a better look at it in the best, last, uh, sec- I guess, minute? Um, you know, I think it's probably it's going to be difficult to get the ball out of you, you commit over commit and get the ball out of Kyrie's hands. Um, and you know, who's waiting for it. So I think it's, I think you play it straight up. I thought they did a good job. And I thought the whole, you know, I thought all game long, the game plan was pretty clear. Um, the jazz wanted to run them, which they did. And that got Dallas a little bit out of their comfort zone. Certainly they came out through the, you know, through the first probably five minutes of the first quarter, they were, uh, they were, I think it was 14 to six at one point. The Jazz really got off to a great start. So I like seeing all that. But I think, you know, hindsight being 2020, probably done it all the same way. You know, I think this is just other, you know, I've kind of had this opinion all year, you know, people talking about the tank and how it's not necessarily beneficial to win games and all this. And, and it's all true. You know, we're, you know, we're keeping an eye on the standings on this show, just like everybody else. We get, uh, you know, the, this Jazz team is not going to be in the contention in the West. But I personally am, am, Happy that we're watching games with this team coach where they're going to fight. They're not going to go in there and, and lose games or be content to play like they did against Oklahoma City or San Antonio. I was glad they found an extra gear tonight. And it, just a reminder that this is a team with a culture and a head coach that's that's not going to uh, be fine with you know, simply it's being okay to lose a game. Does that make any sense? That it, I think oh, yeah. he's here to create a culture where he's got expectations uh, for the team that they're going to go out and play a certain way, and I, I think they did tonight. And I think what we've seen is regardless of who goes out there, that's the expectation um, because we've seen – certainly we've seen nights as of late where it didn't go well, but the Jazz were very under, you know, outmanned. Uh, I thought tonight, you know, although Clarkson was out and obviously Sexton's still out, um, and Walker Kessler, who probably would have made a big difference in the game, the Jazz still fight, and there are a couple possessions from you know from being from beating that team. So, uh, according to Ben Anderson, your cohort um, on Jake and Ben, Utah Jazz now sit in the 13th seed in the West and would have the eighth best odds of winning the lottery if the regular season were mm. to end today. How about that? It's the lowest spot in the Western Conference standings this season. Uh, it's time for the Master of the Glass brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass. Jazz fans, excuse me, Safe Light Auto Glass is proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Uh, do, you have, do you have a box score up in front of you? Hopefully you don't. Don't bring it up if you do. Okay. I flip to something else, so I do not. Okay. Jamil, don't bring it. Do you have a box score in front of you? Don't, don't. Okay. I want you both to take a stab. At who's tonight's master of the glass was. Well, I'm going to let him go because... Have you seen it? Well, I kind of watched it during the game. I was actually pretty impressed during the game. Jamil, any guess? 
not Taylor Horton Tucker Jamil, although that's a fine guess because he had a good night tonight. A garden he, on the left. He had six rebounds. But tonight's Master of the Glass, Chris Dunn, his first career Master of the Glass on this show. Eight rebounds for Chris Dunn in 24 minutes to go along with his 11 points and five assists. Man, has he been good in this stint so far with the Jazz. Well, I made this comment, I you know, comparing his role this year to the role, you know, that Trent Forrest played over the last couple of years. I mean, this guy has come in and shown, like tonight, his burst of speed out in the open floor was so impressive. His ability to stop on a dime, make some shots. I just like his competitive spirit and the eight rebounds speak to that. I think his his mindset this time through the league is I'm not going to leave any stone unturned. And I've been really impressed with him. I don't know where he fits. I don't know how it all works out. But he's certainly making a name for himself across the league right now. The Jazz spread the boards out a lot tonight. Uh, Dunn was uh, the master of the glass with eight. Uh, Kelly Olynyk had seven. But get this, they had uh, four players that had six rebounds apiece. Markinen, Taylor Horton-Tucker, uh, Rudy Gay, and uh, Damian Jones all had six rebounds apiece. The Jazz only had six offensive rebounds tonight, but uh, Dallas only had three. The Jazz won the rebounding battle 47-43. to 43. So, really, it's you think about what the other exciting part of this to me is uh, this year we see this time and time again where the Jazz are down a couple guys. They don't have quite the lineup the other team has for whatever reason. Coach Hardy's been amazing in these games, and so it speaks. He can, you know, speaks to me that he can really rally and get a, get guys ready to play. But I think it's partly his style too, where he kind of has kept everybody in it all year long. Uh, he's called guys different guys numbers, and I think it really is paying dividends late in the season where guys go out there. They're not afraid to make mistakes. They're playing on attack. All right, it's time to go back to Dallas and hear from uh, Coach Will Hardy and his post game comments. Both teams. Made a lot of plays. Um, credit to Dallas. They made a few more than we did down the stretch. Um, but very proud of the way that our team competed. Uh, I thought we we made life as hard as you can make it for Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. Um, those are two special players, and uh, hats off to them. They made a lot of big plays. I thought they had some great contributions from some of the other guys on their team, obviously, Tim Hardaway Jr. was special tonight. Um, Justin Holiday hit some big shots as well. It's a, that's a tough team um, when they're shooting the ball well from the perimeter. And I thought our team executed pretty well on both ends of the floor. Obviously had some some turnovers that, that cost us in some critical moments. But, um, you know, overall, I thought that our guys really competed. I thought that everybody went in, that went in the game, um, you know, maximized what they could on the floor and you know, contributed to what we were trying to do on both ends. So, um, you know, obviously a tough, a tough finish. I thought our team, um, you know, this is this is nothing, you know, about the Dallas Mavericks, but I thought our team, you know, deserved to win. Not that Dallas didn't, but I thought our the way that our team competed. Um, I was very proud of the way that our our our, our guys uh, battled tonight. So, um, this one hurts for sure. I know our, the guys in our locker room um, laid it all on the line, and you know they're hurting too. So, looking forward to bouncing back next game. I, I have to ask. I mean, not necessarily about the game, but what's going through your mind in that moment when Hardaway steps back? Yeah, that's not. 
that's never what you want to see. Uh, you don't want anybody to ever get hurt, especially when it's on your foot. Um, I was calling timeout. I was standing out of bounds. Uh, you know, obviously there's no malintent there. I, I, I loved him as a player. Um, but it's not a good feeling for sure. Um, you're nervous that he's really hurt. Um, that's why I apologized to Tim multiple times. I apologized to Jason multiple times. Like I want to be very clear that um, that's just one of those freak plays. Tim's a great athlete. He shot that shot and backpedaled so fast um, after he shot it and just kind of stepped right on my foot. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, your heart sinks. I, I if I'm being honest with you guys, it was really hard to concentrate in the timeout with our coaches and our staff because you're just worried that you've just seriously hurt somebody. Um, I felt much better when Tim got up out of their timeout and came back into the game. That gave me a little bit of relief. But, um, yeah, not my favorite moment of the game, for sure. But I'm glad that he's okay. Sorry, can you ask it again? You said he was, you said he was off. He looked off balance, or he didn't. Oh, okay. Looking for his offense mm-hmm. uh, and being aggressive offensively with running a team better than the first few games of the trip. Yeah, I think it's. He has a hard job, and I ask a lot of Taylor. I thought in the first half, you know, he had five turnovers in the first half, and none in the second half. I thought in the first half he got caught in the air a little bit he played in the crowd a little bit um you know when you're a a very good driver like Talon is you have to push the limits sometimes like the NBA doesn't give you super clear lanes where it's obvious that you're going to get all the way to the basket like if you're going to try to turn the corner in an NBA game you have to really push it and so there's those split second moments of decision of like should I get off it early or should I really turn the corner? Like, if you never go for it, then your team never puts any pressure on the rim. You just kind of drive to the nail and you make that simple pass to the wing, which there's moments that you have to make that play, but there's moments that you have to kind of dip your shoulder and try to really cut the corner. And I think Talon's, you know, he's, he's still trying to find that balance. Um, I just try to recognize as a coach that it's it's hard. And... Everything makes perfect sense when you pause the film, but that's not how the game's played. Like, he's doing it at full speed, um, reading live bodies, and, you know, he's his intent is good. Like, he's trying to put pressure on the rim for our team. Um, I thought in the second half, you know, we did a better job of putting him in some, some better spots um, where the reads were a little cleaner. He did a really good job of using his physicality and playing through the bump. Um, like even the play they challenged, like it's, that's a physical drive. Um, I think in the first half when he did get bumped, he kind of went into his pivot or he jumped early and that's why he had some turnovers. So it's, it's something that Talon's continuing to work on, but, um, you know, he's, he's very prideful and he's very hard on himself. And so I don't need to beat him up over mistakes or turnovers. It's just about trying to teach and trying to help him understand what the reads are in those those situations. Um, you know, it's it's hard to do both. 
it's hard to like drive all the way to the rim and put pressure on the rim and make perfect decisions all the time because it's all happening very fast um so we're just trying to do our best to to help him continue to understand those situations and i think he's he's continuing to grow like i'm very proud of where Talon is today and this point in the season versus the first day of training camp like i think we've seen a tremendous amount of growth from Talon, and i expect a lot more there's Jazz head coach Will Hardy and his post-game comments. We'll get Coach Lacombe's thoughts on what we just heard coming up right around the corner. Post-game is brought to you by my, Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz come up short tonight against Mavericks, 120 to 116. We'll continue to break this one down next. We'll get you some more sound from the players straight ahead. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Running hook, blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my Jazz post game. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. With Jazz right now, is being shorthanded when it comes to guards. No Jordan Clarkson tonight. No Colin Sexton. He's being uh, reevaluated next week with his hamstring. Not sure about uh, Jordan and his uh, his injured thumb. It wasn't uh, quite right when he had tried to come back uh, against Oklahoma City. Uh, but the Jazz got big performances from guards tonight. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker with 21 points, 6 boards, 4 assists. Chris Dunn, we've talked about him. 11 points, 8 boards, Five assists coming in off the bench. Uh, Ochai Obaji didn't necessarily have his best night tonight, but those two guys in Dunn and uh, Taylor Horton Tucker were really good. They were. Uh, Ochai did miss a bunch of shots tonight, but watching him out there defensively does some really good things. And um, he did make that late three, which I like to see a guy make a big three in clutch. So I've seen some great things from him, but I, I felt like you know the Jazz were going to be in a real – struggle tonight uh, to get stops. And I, I love the way they just kind of got everybody in there tough and got contributions from everywhere. It speaks really, Jake, to the culture. And I think that that's what's being built behind the scenes. Uh, we see game by game, but we don't see necessarily infrastructure and the development and uh, the way that all the communication that takes place. And I think it's it's magic. And that's why, like you said, winning matters, uh, competing matters, and you may be you know, undermanned, but you go out there and you fight like crazy, and that's what the Jazz have done this year. Tell you what, that Kyrie Irving is pretty good in the fourth quarter. He's just pretty good, period. You know, He really is. I just, um, you know, his ability to just do everything that you need to do in the game. He's got a burst of speed. He's probably got arguably the best handles we've seen. Um, His ability to make big shots, as you say, in in clutch. And then, you know, 10 for 10 from the line gets there and has just been terrific in clutch from the line his entire career. Um, he He's a phenomenal player and uh, certainly gifted in so many areas. Trying to think of the guys who I'd put up there with him for the best handles of all time. Maybe his uh, teammate Tim Hardaway Sr.'s father. Yeah, he was darn uh, good. Uh, maybe Allen Iverson. Yeah. I feel like maybe we're missing a, a couple of guys that could really give him a run for his money. But, uh, yeah, not very many. Yeah, the professor. You know, you ever see that street? Oh, yeah, the and one mixtape. He might be as good as I've seen, but but it's to that level. It's just you can tell that 
that ball has become second nature, become a part of him, you know, in the way that he he handles it and distributes it and shoots it and all. What all feel? Yeah, and then the, he's got the shot. He's got he's got really the whole thing. And you know, we talk about size mattering a lot in this league, and it really does. And he's able to do what he does at six foot one, which is pretty amazing. Uh, let's get back to Dallas. Time to continue on with the player sound. Let's hear from Taylor Horton Tucker. Taylor, I thought that was your best game you've played as a jazz man so far. How would you evaluate how you did tonight? Um, did okay. Just, you know, trying to stay consistent and to, uh, find some consistency and then cut down on the turnovers, obviously. Uh, so just, you know, trying to just get better every game and just use these games where I'm getting opportunity and the reps just to, you know, make the most of it. How are you using the lear- learning to use your body in the lane? Because you... Thurl calls it bully ball, but tell me how you're using your size and your frame. Uh, just knowing that I'm a bigger guard is, you know, something that helps me a lot, especially going to the paint, getting downhill. Uh, so, you know, talking to the, the refs and helping them try to get on the same page as me, knowing that I'm a bigger guard, uh, not penalizing me for being bigger. So just being able to, you know, try to, you know, compete and stand that, you know, aspect is going to be good for me. I know you guys didn't win this game, but what what do you take from it as a positive? Because, you you know, you come off two tough losses at Oklahoma City without three starters, but fought to the end. Uh, really just, you know, take every game and take every little stretch that we were able to, you know, come back and have some success in and just try to, you know, mimic that to the next game and just try to, you know, have short-term memory. Uh, you know, being on this little road trip that we got, just trying to finish out strong. Uh, you also played some great defense tonight. Kyrie, Luca, they are really hard to guard. How would you evaluate how you guys did in that category? Uh, we, you know, did okay. Obviously, went enough just because of the fact that we lost. But, you know, being able to, you know, make the game a little bit tougher for them, make them miss shots that they normally usually make, um, you know, just making it harder for, you know, all-time, you know, offensive guys like that. All right. Thanks so much. Yes, ma'am. All right, there you go, Taylen Horton Tucker, and he was really good tonight. I don't know; I'd have we'd have to go back and look. I don't know if I agree with Holly that this has been his best game, but he was really good. Twenty-one point six boards, four assists, and I like Coach Hardy talked about it. He he had turnovers and he got out of control a little bit. We've seen that with him, but he gets going too fast. Coach said he gets up in the air, which you want to play off two feet. You know, you keep the advantage, and your opponent's the one that leaves their feet, um, but. He had five in the first half. Coach challenged him. He had none in the second half. I've seen growth from him all year long. He certainly has a flair for the dramatic. You know, he makes some pretty crazy plays each night. But uh, an intriguing player based on his skill skill set, his development, and, and his age. And I like what he said right there. He's trying to take full advantage of this opportunity. It's amazing. And, yeah. and where do you get that chance? You know, again, make a move, and it takes the Jazz kind of out of playoff con- consideration. But... Uh, I think they are, you know, there's phases to this. And, yeah, he's getting an opportunity to get a lot of minutes. want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas throughout the season. The Jazz and Instructure will recognize 14 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to utahjazz.com slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator now. The Jazz fall to the Mavericks tonight, 120 to 116 postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. More straight ahead. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Wow! The outcome is in the books. 
Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jazz fall to the Mavs tonight, 120 to 116 in Dallas. Uh, by the way, quick uh, update for you. College basketball. Weber State leads Montana State 21 to 17 in the Big Sky semifinal, which is going on right now up in uh, Boise. And then a huge surprise. I mean, just shock, shock in Vegas tonight. Gonzaga wins the WCC. No, yeah, they stop did it. it. They finally did <laughs> they it. They finally got over the hump. They got over the hump. <laughs> and it was a just dreadful game, by the way. It was. It was. Uh, it was uh, for St. Mary's, it was ugly. For Gonzaga, it was beautiful, but. I jest because that was that's going to be a little painful for me, a little phase of my life. But uh, and not to get too sidetracked with college ball, but Utah State's on the bubble. BYU and Utah not going to the NCAA tournament. UVU's got a shot there uh, in the WAC. Uh, Southern Utah has a shot in the WAC. That's right. And obviously Weaver's in the semis right now. So I'd like to see. And the- UVU gets a guarantee NIT bid with their. Their regular season season championship. Love to see as many local teams go to the tourney as possible. Man, if if we could get three in this year, that would be a real coup. I I would not have seen that coming, but I guess I'd settle for one. Yes, I'm with you. It's been a little bit of a up and down year locally, but yeah, I'll tell you what, Utah State has the makings of a team that could win that tournament in Vegas. They just oh, I'd love to see it. No, I'm serious. They could. I'd love to see it. So we'll see. The last time they won that that tournament with uh, Sam Merrill and Nimi Kato was was really something special. So, man, tur- you know March and conference tournament time, and it's just great. If you're a basketball fan, it's a it's a great time. The NBA is coming down the stretch, and it 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 just gives you that sense that is spring here. I know it just snowed another foot, but is is spring here? It's close. I have a colleague that lives in Huntsville, and uh, got a picture of the. The snow is above the, just almost above the fence line. So literally, it's iced over, and she, her dogs are walking over the fence on the snow. So she's like, "It's it's just a madhouse up here." The snow in this, it's great, right? We needed the, we, we need the moisture. It. We needed it, but uh, it's been it's been in winter. The one I feel for is our our guy Jamil, oh, uh, who just moved here from Georgia. <laughs> Jamil, I'm deep. sure you're like, hey, is this? it over anytime soon is it coming and i can can i see the sun again he's probably going back to his ticket i swear it said utah did i end up in antarctica oh man has it been uh, a, a season for snow that is for sure but this is uh, if you're a basketball fan this is obviously moving right into the wheelhouse and the the best time of year with the conference tournament so we'll we'll keep an eye on on Weaver State, Montana State. It'd be cool if they could move on to that uh, big sky championship game which i believe is tomorrow it is yeah so there you go. And then uh, other conference tournaments getting started in Vegas a little bit later on this week. And then, of course, the NCAA tournament sneaking up on us. Yeah, Sunday is Selection Sunday, this this coming Sunday. Jamil, are you fill out a bracket guy? Are you going to fill out a bracket? All right. We're doing a bracket between the three of us. Yeah, well, I think we should, get, uh, we should get TV involved. We should get uh, Mike and Alema and Travis, and we should get everybody on board. I'm with you. Winner gets maybe, a free scarf from Maybe Alema. we'll leave out Locke. Booner can play, though. <laughs> All right. The Jazz come up short against the Mavericks tonight, 120 uh, to 116. Let's get to the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A, earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A. 
Filet, one app. Tonight, the Jazz from the line were 19 of 25, 76%. Uh, let's see, Kelly Olinick and Taylor Horton Tucker both went 6 of 7. Lowry was 4 of 7 from the line tonight. The Mavericks were 17 of 22, but Kyrie Irving was 10 for 10. Man, that guy's nails in the fourth quarter. 15 points in the fourth quarter for Kyrie tonight. He's clutch. I mean, you think about that series with Cleveland, and he made all those shots on the right wing. He made one of those tonight where he dribbled it up, threw it ahead, chased it, and got his feet set. That's what he does so well is start-stop on a dime. And, uh, yeah, he's he's phenomenal, man. He's He's got a he'll, – he's somebody we'll talk about for a long time. I talked a lot today on my show – and when I jumped on with the unrivaled guys about how, you know, the best regular season NBA teams seem to manage the chaos the best. And, uh, you know, you, you get a bunch of people from different backgrounds and everybody together and you, you there's going to be some chaos. I mean, I'm sure with John and Carl and Jerry, it all seemed like they were the model of stability. But I'm sure there was some chaos behind the scenes and I'm sure they were are pretty good at managing it. You know, that was what Phil Jackson was so good at. I just wonder if Kyrie... Weren't such walking chaos. I wonder how his career would be different. It's true. And, you know, it's, I guess we're all a byproduct of, you know, our, who we are is a big part of, you know, what we've gone through. And so, yeah, it is interesting. If you just take him and take all that story aside, uh, he's a guy that I, you know, left Duke, was a little bit of a thorn in Coach K's side because he left and that relationship wasn't good. But it seems like he's always kind of done things his way. Uh, from a basketball perspective, there's not much to argue with. I don't love the off-court stuff. I don't love, you know, I saw firsthand the way he kind of is isolated from his teammates, you know, I think intentionally. Um, I don't know that that can ever be conducive to winning big, but uh, he, if, as far as like a one-on-one talent and his ability to isolate and, and make magical plays, he's great at it. No, oh, one of the best. And and honestly, one of my favorite players to watch play in the NBA smooth. always always has been smooth. Yeah. And man, you, who doesn't watch you know love watching a player with great handles like that? It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And and Luca's fun to watch too. I'm just not convinced Dallas is going anywhere. Yeah, I'm with you. And I wonder if Kyrie leaves as a free agent in the offseason. I think that's a very real possibility. And then all of a sudden, Dallas made this big move for. You know, a bit of a rental. Nobody ever really thought he was going to stay in Dallas, did they? I think Dallas did. Uh, but, I, but I'm but i just saying, right, like that's – it seems so out of it. But but we'll see. Maybe these guys will develop a, a kinship playing together. And, you know, it, it's – what's their record, two and six since they've been together? Now three and six. Now three, yeah. So we'll see. It, still time will tell. Yeah, I wonder. It's just uh, that would be – you know, they, they gave up some guys to get Kyrie Irving. And if it were just for a couple of months and he were to go, but you know he's going to be a free agent, so he certainly has that that right to take it somewhere else. I just wonder uh, what if if Dallas will find the right Batman to Luca's Ro- or the right Robin to Luca's Batman before it's too late. And that that's the I, one of the stories sub stories of the playoffs this year. Kind of watch how that whole Big thing time. rolls. Yeah, I think so. There's kind of a lot of that uh, in the Western Conference, whether it's going to work or not. In this year's playoffs, I mean, speaking of chaos, what's going on with Memphis? I mean, is that going to have to take a, a shakeup of the locker room to figure it out? And I'm looking at that score right now. That Memphis is playing in LA, 78 all, two minutes and 30 seconds left in the third. Beasley is one for six from three in 20 minutes, uh, five points, and Vanderbilt 21 minutes, two for five, uh, five points. 
The Lakers are going for it, though. They're trying to they win. Are. They are. There's no question about that. Yeah. And I don't know, honestly, with the with the Jaw story, depending on what NBA rules he broke, and we don't need to, to get too in-depth into that story because it's, it's too late to dive into that one. But there's a chance he could be suspended for a long time. So I just... I wonder how it's going to go with Memphis. Even even if he's not suspended, you know, is that team they you know remember one that long ago that they were fighting Shannon Sharp on the sidelines? I mean, I just don't know. I don't know if they can keep it together long enough to make a real deep run. Yeah, I mean, the persona was good, kind of the bad guys on the court, but when now it's kind of bled into what all this other stuff. It's just too much. So I hope you know more than anything. I hope he can figure it out, get good people around him that can help him make good decisions. And yeah, I don't, I don't for his sake or the league's sake and all that, I, I don't want it to be something that, you know, um, that he's going to miss a ton of time, but we'll wait and see what happens. Yep. So no doubt the Western conference is, uh, is going to continue to be interesting because everything is, is so darn close, but with the loss tonight, the jazz move out of the play in they're down in the 13th spot at 31 and 35, and uh, like uh, like uh, Coach said, the Lakers currently playing the Grizzlies, and they're all tied up there in the third. So we'll keep an eye on uh, that one as well. But the Jazz do lose tonight to the Mavericks, 120 to 116. Coming up right around the corner, we will wrap this one up. We'll get you your play of the game. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one, on what you can take take from this game and unlike the last few games i think there are a few things they can take from it we'll get coach's thoughts coming up next post game is brought to you by mark miller subaru and the my subaru is campaign real stories from real mark miller subaru customers subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share read some share your own my subaru is.com more straight ahead you are listening to utah jazz basketball the, blocked it. the final box score is printed Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh my! Here's Markinen leading the break. Right side Horton Tucker. Lobs to Lowry. Right hand hammer. Oh my Lowry. How do you do? Plus the foul. Lowry with another highlight hammer. Highlight hammer. I like that from our guy David Locke. There you go. There's your play of the game. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Uh, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. The Jazz fall to the Mavericks tonight, 120-116 to post game. Brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. That was a great dunk from Lowry Markinen. Caught it on the lob. Beautiful play. But I'll tell you what, he's had a bunch of great dunks this year. I believe he might be one of the best in-game dunkers on the year. I know Shaden Sharp uh, at Portland has just been phenomenal. And so I think he's got a guy that probably, hands down, is probably the best in-game dunker. But Lowry can't be far behind. Who are the Jazz best in-game dunkers? And yeah, yeah, I mean, we can go back as far as you want. You know, there's a guy I loved that kind of came in with a power. Was was Blue Edwards? Oh, great in-game dunker. Oh. And and Donovan, his first few years was just course, magic. I right. mean, was just just incredible. Carl was a pretty good in-game dunker, not all that fancy, but he he'd throw down the power dunk, the hammer Put the dunk, hand behind his head. 
He'd do that little pose thing. You know, yeah. David Benoit could throw it down. You know, Jeremy Evans won a dunk contest, but I don't know if he played enough to be ever considered like a, a great in-game dunker for uh, for the Jazz. You know, you look at some of the the booze memo years, that wasn't really that team's kind of thing. Yeah, I'm just trying to – oh, Daryl Griffith. Oh, of course, Dr. Duncanstein himself. Yeah, and, sure. You know, again, he was more of a graceful dunker. Uh, I'll uh, – Kind of like what we saw seen out of Ochai as he kind of just you know goes up and it seems like he's climbing air, uh, kind of like Clyde Drexler. But I put Lowry up with those guys yeah, for sure. No I doubt. mean, and the way he's put it on, guys just dunked it right in their face has been impressive. And hey, that lob was impressive tonight that he would get that go back and and dunk it. I mean, I guess um, there's an aggressiveness to Lowry marking in his personality and his game that I was unaware of until we really watched him up close this year. I, that's that's a great read because I think that's the one thing. His aggression level and his toughness, you know, his ability to – because if you watch the game closely, he's getting a lot of attention as he cuts through the lane. You know, guys are giving him a little love tap. He's getting a lot of physical, you know, getting knocked around and still is able to get his feet set – uh, knock shots down. We saw a beautiful one tonight when they uh, there was a switch and he got a guard at the top of the key and just put it right in his eye. So I think that that is that's what stood out to me too, man. And I think it's it's his toughness, his aggression. Well, and he's bigger, I think, than he gets credit. I mean, everybody talks about the seven feet thing, but you know he's broad and he's a big guy. I mean, he's tough to stop when he gets that aggressive mindset and uh, wants to get to where he wants to get to. But I kind of had a mindset. I'm trying to think of a guy um, more like a, I don't know, a guy who likes to shoot the perimeter shot, but doesn't like Christian Wood, right? Who's not a guy who really wants to attack the basket. Christian Wood is a, maybe a float game. Uh, you know, he'll back cut and dunk it, drive it a little bit, but he's just not a guy who is going to initiate a ton of contact. I thought Lowry was more like that and that, I couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, that's not him for no, sure. he's rugged. There's a rugged part of that guy. And Lowry was really good tonight in the loss for the Jazz. He had uh, 33 points, continues to be a model of efficiency, 12 of 20 shooting, 5 of 9 from 3, 6 boards, uh, a couple of assists as well. Jazz got 21 tonight from Taylor Horton Tucker. He had 6 boards and 4 assists. 12 from Kelly Olenek with 7 rebounds. Uh, 11 from Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn was great. Eight eight boards with those 11 points, 5 assists in just 24 minutes. Rudy Gay was really good in 17 minutes. He had 10 points and 6 rebounds, 4 assists uh, as well. But for Dallas, they got a, a big performance out of the big two guys. 33 points from Kyrie Irving, and he was great in the fourth. 10 of 18 shooting, 3 of 7 from 3, 10 of 10 at the line. Luca, 29 points, 10 boards, and 6 assists. And then Tim Hardaway Jr. was lights out. 7 of 9 from 3. He had 24 points, 8 of 12 total from the floor. Had that incident um, where he got tangled up while he was backpedaling with Coach Hardy. I thought it was interesting when we heard Coach Hardy's comments earlier in the show. Coach, he was very apologetic, and uh, in, I thought he held, uh, handled that very appropriately. I mean, was all very unintentional, but uh, he said he apologized not only to Tim but to Jason Kidd as well. Yeah, you would feel, you know, awful in that situation. He said not being able to even focus really on that timeout because he's so worried about uh, Hardaway. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, he doesn't want to be responsible exactly. for, for someone awful. turning an ankle or something like that. I mean, yeah. And I've been there because you do. You feel like you're, you know, you're far enough away and. 
you don't realize how big and fast these guys are. As he said, he hit the ground and backpedaled, and he was, you know, about two steps, and he was into them. So um, just a mishap, obviously, and Coach Hardy's got so much class, he, you know, again brought it up at the end to apologize. But I do think if Dallas is going to be good and, and do some damage in the playoffs, I think Tim Hardaway Jr. has got to be good. I agree, and he was great tonight. They can go on a run. I read their schedule, right? So I, I wouldn't be shocked if they find their way, like, in the three spot. Wow, if they if they climb that high, that'd be something. I still don't know if I'd be a believer, but they, I just think it, that their schedules lines up. They can they can beat a bunch of teams that they if can, those teams are playing. I mean, they've got New Orleans and they've got Memphis. As we've said, you know, we don't know what Grizzlies team true. is going to be, how hard are the Lakers going to be playing. But yeah, I think there's some potential that they could certainly win some games. And, and if you put together a few wins in a row, you're going to move up the standings because it's so close. That's correct. And some of these Western Conference teamers are just losing weird games that they have no business losing still, which is just kind of baffling. Uh, but And teams like the Timberwolves, who when they look like they're putting together a little bit of momentum, then they get smoked by the Sixers tonight, 117 to 194. Or 117 to 94. Not I'll tell you what, there's got to be – you're talking about pressure. Talk about how that place must feel. Oh, man. Because they are – I mean, they are on the abyss. They're, they're a handful of teams at 33 – and 34 and 35, and you feel like that whole thing's just going to kind of figure out a way, like rotate around and pop. But they could, like, if, that would be catastrophic if they were to not, you know, make the playoffs. It would just be crazy. But it's possible. It is possible. All right, Jazz fall tonight uh, to Dallas, 120 to 116. We want to say big thanks to everybody that helped out with the broadcast today. Thanks to Lock and Boone. Doing fine work. Thanks to our broadcast assistants. Thanks to Mike Smith for dropping by during the pregame show. Thanks to Jamil Hawkins. Great work, Jamil, as usual. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the postgame show. And the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some share your own. My Subaru is a dot com. And finally, Coach Lacombe, thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Wonderful night with you guys. Drive safe, and I'll see you Thursday. Thursday it is. Jazzfall 120 to 116. Our next broadcast, as Coach uh, alluded to, coming your way Thursday night. The Jazz will be in Orlando to take on the Magic. That game will tip off at 5 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 4. You have been listening to Utah Jazz Basketball.